Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This is episode 368, and we're talking about how to choose your travel destination. That's right. Wherever you want to go, or even if you don't know where you want to go, this is the episode for you. And for us, we are still in Prague in the Czech Republic. And are you happy with this destination? Oh, I'm so happy and I'm so sad. We've been talking about this the last couple of days because we're getting towards the end of our time in Prague. And I feel sad about this, especially because I didn't really want to come to Prague. You know, I kind of had to do this course. And so we came and I love Prague and I'd forgotten how much I loved Prague. So we came and I still love Prague and now I don't want to go. So I'm happy to be going home, but I'm very sad that the time is ending. Yeah, it's been great. eh? It's been a good summer. It's been time with pretty buildings, great people. And although you've been working so hard on this course of yours, uh, you've made some good friends through it as well. Yeah, it's been really nice. Um, So the course I had was two weeks of of one thing and then six weeks of another thing. So some people left at the end of the first two weeks and some people stayed on. And so two of the people who were on the first course with me stayed on. So I spent quite a lot of time with them, Hannah and Henry. And then I've met another friend, Sonia, as well, as well as all of the other people in my course who are awesome and my teachers. Everyone was great. It was great. That's neat. That's neat. And what is coming up next? Because the course wraps up tomorrow as we record this. Well, it's kind of already finished because what I had to do on the course was give classes. And my last class was a couple of days ago. So I'm done, but I have to go into school tomorrow just to do some paperwork and things like that. And we have our Airbnb booked until Sunday morning. And then we're going to go hiking. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're hoping to hike like southwest from Prague down to the German border. And we'll see how far we get uh, with you know, what work allows us, what the weather allows us, and uh, see how our unfit bodies go after a couple of months of drinking beer in Prague. Yeah, we also haven't done all that much planning for this trip. So this walk that we're doing is basically the Camino de Santiago. We're following the route towards Santiago, and we're not going to go all that far. But we've decided not to go from Prague. We're going to catch the train to Karlstein, where we did a hike a couple of weeks ago. And the first place to stay is actually where my friend has a house. So we'll be able to stay there. But apart from that, we haven't done any planning at all. Um, I mean, I've looked at where the stages go and I've checked that there is accommodation in these places, but we should probably do some booking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, now you've finished your course, you'll have time to do that. Yeah, That's great. (laughs) Great. Our sponsor for this episode is Visit Milwaukee. So make sure to check out episode 363, which is all about Milwaukee. There's so much to say about it. It's definitely worth considering when you're choosing your next destination. Yeah, we're certainly thinking about getting there for one of our next travel destinations. That's right. We'll just hop over the Pacific Ocean up to that west coast of America and then jump in because it's crazily, it's a coastal city in the middle of the U.S. It's on the shores of of Lake Michigan. And Lake Michigan is one of those enormous lakes. It's basically a sea anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sticking with coastal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's so much to do, right? You've got beer, motorcycles, golf, art, and all of those festivals. Yeah, there's all sorts of things to see and to do. So check out Visit Milwaukee or episode 363 of the Indie Travel Podcast to find out more. All right. So let's talk about how to decide where to go. How do you decide where to go, Craig? Well, I get a world map (laughs) and a dart, and then I stand facing with my back to the dartboard, and I throw the dart over my shoulder, 
and I listen for screams. Yeah, I usually try to be out of the room at this time. <laughs> this explains something about our walls. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the landlord's not so happy. Look, there's a lot of factors to consider when you're choosing where to go. One of mine is definitely how I feel about a certain place. Mm-hmm. In a certain point in time, yeah. right? Because I don't like being cold. So yes. I'm always choosing destinations based on whether it's winter there or not. That's why Craig was so, so happy about coming to Prague now. I was like, oh, Craig, I think we have to go to Prague. And he's like, oh, my goodness, end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> because my mom's been telling me about the weather in Auckland at the moment. It's absolutely miserable. And here in Prague, we're sitting here in, in T-shirts. So... It's brilliant. Absolutely. But no, I think thinking about where you want to go, mm-hmm. you know, the time of year, how much time you have, the people you're traveling with, your energy levels. Oh, gosh, there's a lot to think about. Yes. But let's think about some specific strategies about choosing a destination. So, I mean, yes, you have to take a whole bunch of things into consideration. But what can we do to choose a destination? Okay, well, first up, and this might be an obvious one, plan to go to somewhere that you've always wanted to go. I always think that's the best destination. Absolutely. You know, a place that's been on your mind forever. Yeah, especially if you don't travel often. If you've always dreamed of, I don't know, having croissants in Paris or seeing the temples in Angkor Wat or going on safari in Africa, then maybe that's what you should do. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, it's not always going to be within reach Mm. because economic realities are economic realities. Yeah, we've wanted to go to Iceland for ages and ages and we still haven't made it there. Because what we do is we tend to, if there's just one place we want to go, we'll go there. But quite often there's several places. So I recommend you make a list of your dream destinations and have a think of the kind of things that you want to do. Then do a bit of research about each place you know, how much it'll cost to get there in terms of flights, what accommodation costs, what these activities will cost. And then consider if maybe your number one destination is just really, really expensive, maybe your number two destination is a bit more realistic. And that's what's happened with us with Iceland. We've always had four or five places we could go, and then Iceland is always just so expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, compared with all of the other ones. And yeah, I think that it's a little bit, Strange now, I've been to a lot of the places in the world that I've wanted to go. I've Mm -hmm. at least been there for the first time. I've at least tasted it. Uh And that's taken some of the edge off, right? So now I've got a lot more places, places I wouldn't have even thought about. I'm like, I'd like to go back there. Yeah. Because I've got a, you know, there's there's something left undone or there's a happy memory, Mm. you know, that, that I feel nostalgic about. Yeah. And so now I've, because I've been to so many places there are so many more places i want to go or go back to so you're finding that there are places you want to go back to more than there are places you want to go to for the first time or is it about even ah it's about even and once again it depends on all of that stuff like energy and who you'd go with and you know all of all of all of that but people become a much much bigger part of it and we'll talk about people later in the show so i'm not going to go there but i do remember a time when We were just wrapping up our first trip. So we'd been in Europe for about three, three and a half years, and we had been using our typical, I'll call it (laughs) laissez-faire, travel planning style. And we had been to all sorts of cities. We had been all over the place. 
and we were sitting on the plane about to fly back to New Zealand. I'm pretty sure it was through Kuala Lumpur. Maybe. Actually, we were flying to Perth. Ah, yeah, that's right. We're flying down to Perth in Western Australia. We were sitting on the plane. Europe's done. A chapter finished when you punched me in the arm. (laughs) And went, we didn't go to Berlin. Yeah, so Berlin had been on my list, been top of my list for ages, and we were so close. And every time I suggested it, Craig said, oh, we can always go to Berlin. We've got other options at the moment. Let's go to the other options. And we never made it to Berlin. And I was very upset. So when we came back to Europe the next time, top priority was getting to Berlin. And as predicted, we loved it and ended up coming back a few years later to spend the summer there. So there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that I didn't want to go to Berlin. It's just that it always seemed so convenient because there were so many cheap flights and such good rail connections. Mm. I was like, sooner or later, you just have to end up there, right? Because of... It's one of these like hub cities. Uh But no, that didn't happen. So I would say when you are looking at destinations to not make that mistake. Yeah. You know. Because you'll end up with an unhappy wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest possible mistake. Well, I mentioned people just before, and that's good because our second point here is to choose your destination based on the people, on visiting someone. Yeah, and that's a really good place to start if you don't travel a lot. Most of our early trips were to visit someone, maybe like a friend or a family member. I remember when we first, I think our first trip together, we went to Melbourne to visit my aunt and uncle. Mm. Uh, or maybe we went and we stayed in a hotel and we, we, we spent time with them. But it was really nice because we had a contact and they could show us around a little, a little bit. It was nice. Yeah, the cultural jump from Auckland to Melbourne is in no way huge. Yeah. But being, you know, being young, being inexperienced at traveling uh-huh. uh, and not having a lot of money to to spend on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. It was great having a family member who knew their way around and could do all of those things that we love now, like taking us to little eateries that we'd never find by ourselves, driving us out of the city to go to a beach or go to a park that you couldn't get to easily with public transport or tourism opportunities. Mm-hmm. All of that kind of stuff, and it was a great trip. Yeah. So I think visiting someone gives your journey a purpose. You've got something that you're going for, and it helps you to see a location without having to do a lot of the travel planning. You know, because for me, I don't know, one of my luxuries is when I arrive somewhere and someone meets me at the airport. I'm like, oh, you know, it's just so nice. Because when you're traveling and you don't know someone, you've got to find your own way from the airport. It's not a big deal. It's fine. But it always feels special for me when I get met at the airport. don't know what it is. Yeah, interesting, interesting. But yeah, I think people have given our journeys purpose. I remember our second time in Europe was at the the height of Facebook's power, Mm -hmm. and we managed to plan an entire multi-month trip around the question, we're going to be in Europe, who wants to see us? Yes. And all of these people from France all the way up into Scandinavia basically put their hands up and went, me? Yeah. And so we're like, okay, great. So I've got all of these people. Let's play a massive game of Join the Dots. It was really awesome. I remember we stayed with our friend Tom in his castle in Belgium, and we went and had a very, very Dutch weekend with our friends in Utrecht. And it was just just magic. We did all sorts of fun things. We did. We did. It was so cool. I don't know how we'd pull that off now because – even though social media has become so much 
more of our lives. Mm-hmm. It's so much more decentralized now. Like we've got still got friends on Facebook. We've got friends mm-hmm. that only use Instagram. We've got friends that only use LinkedIn. We've got it's it's like so decentralized. I don't think that we'd have to would think about work no. We'd have to think about who we want to see and. Ask them and like individually, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which would be fine too. Yeah, we've done that quite a bit with your language learning partners. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's been a really big thing for me because I've met so many really cool people online, and we've arranged to meet them in person. Like my friend Oliva, the first time we met, she showed us her favorite tapas bars, and now she's one of my best friends. And uh, we had a beer with Andreas, who is also now one of my best friends. He's awesome. And then when we went to Mexico, my friend Omar took us to tequila and we drank far too much tequila. And then we've met people in Chile. We've met people in Colombia. Just there are some really cool people around the world. And it's been really fun getting to know them in person. Yeah, and I think you've just managed to pick up another half dozen over the last couple of months. With language learning, I've only got one, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to limit myself with French. So, but I am starting to plan a trip to Paris to meet her. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know what we're doing next summer. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we've also travelled to meet people halfway. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than going to their city, we've found out we've got a mutual place of interest, and you know, gone there at the same time. We've gone there to meet them. Yeah, or maybe, for example, like my friend Luis, who was another language learning friend. Uh, we were in Buenos Aires, and he came over from Santiago to see us. And also when we were in Panama, my brother wanted to come and see us, but he didn't have much time. And getting to the city, what well, the city, the tiny little itty-bitty town where we were staying was just going to be too difficult. But he could get to Panama City pretty easily. So we traveled down from our city, well, our tiny little town, down to Panama City. And we met him and had a weekend with him and his wife. It was really cool. Yeah, it was indeed. Well, if unlike Linda, you don't have friends all around the world... <laughs> How shocking would that be? I don't know. Uh, you could do the kind of thing that I might plan to do, you know, introvert here, hello, <laughs> which is to plan a trip around an event, a festival, a sporting event, uh, maybe a conference. Study as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, like this one that Travel we're doing right for now. study. <laughs> for sure. So all of that kind of stuff, if I want to go and see it, to me, it's much better if I go and see it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So then I get the travel experience as well as the the thing. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. And traveling to study is a good idea as well. Like this course that I'm doing here, I could have done it part-time in Auckland. A, I didn't want to do it part-time. And B, I also like the idea of getting out of Auckland to to travel. So it was really cool. And also I think if you've got an event, maybe it's a festival or a sporting event or a course – the fixed dates of the event can actually help with travel planning. Because for us, I was like, well, the course starts on this date and I want to work as much as I can. So that means we've got to buy our flights for these days. It made it a bit more expensive because if we had a bit more flexibility, we could have saved some money. But it definitely helps go, okay, we're definitely doing it because these are the dates of the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I was thinking that with Japan because the Rugby World Cup is being held in Japan this year uh-huh. in Oh, less than a month now. Is it really? Mid-September. Far out. Uh, So it is coming up pretty quickly. Yeah, we were seriously talking about heading over to Japan for that. I think this this trip up to Prague has taken priority. But yeah, we were were looking at that and going, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. And my sister is actually going for that. So I think she'll really enjoy that. My brother was going to, but then Katie got pregnant. So they're having a baby instead. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's important when you are planning to go somewhere for an event like this that you do manage to get your tickets there and away and mm. your accommodation because that can be really oversubscribed and as the algorithms figure out that something's going on, the prices can shoot up That's pretty true. quickly. So when you are planning for a special event, especially if a lot of people are going to be going there, make sure that you get in early when it comes to accommodation and transport. Yeah. And traveling not only to view events, but also to take part in events is also a great way to see the world. And I'm thinking here about our friend Gary, who came over to Prague for the Prague Ironman Mm -hmm. that was on a few weeks ago. And And he wasn't taking part. He just came to see some friends run it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you've done that as well. You've headed around New Zealand to see some of our uh, more sporty friends do sporty things. Yeah, my friend Anna was doing, I think it was a half Ironman, which is very impressive. So a group of us drove down to watch her cross the finish line. I think we actually arrived late, but the idea was there. That's a nice idea, yeah. yeah. And we got a nice weekend in Rotorua, which was really cool. Yeah, a weekend in Vegas is not to be sniffed at. We're at the halfway point in the show, and I want to say thanks again to our sponsors for this episode, Visit Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a great place to travel for events because there's always something going on. I mean, there's almost nonstop festivals. Check out the website and find one that catches your attention because I'm sure there's one for you. Yeah, they're home to the world's largest music festival and the largest Celtic celebration, as well as dozens more festivals. Alternatively, you can hang out by the shores of Lake Michigan, or you can visit the world's only Harley Davidson Museum. You can taste beer at heaps of different craft breweries. You can play golf. Yeah, I was amazed to find out they've got some of the world's best public golf courses in the world in their city. Head to the website visitmilwaukee.org slash indie to learn more about Milwaukee. Another thing you can do when trying to find the best travel destination for you is to find a deal. So... We aren't the biggest fans of package holidays, but we have come to realize that sometimes a package trip can be a really good option. And my brother Simon and his wife Katie often use sites like BA Holidays to find weekend deals because, you know, they're working full time, but they can leave on Friday night and come back on Sunday night or Monday morning. And they're in London, so it's really easy. There's so many connections. But if you're going for a week or two weeks or even just a weekend, often there are special deals around that could be perfect for you. Yeah, I think the the time that we did a package deal that most stands out in my memory was when we were in Malta all the way back <laughs> in 2006, yeah. I think it was. And we had to leave and come back in to get our visa renewed. And we were looking and looking and looking for so ways expensive. to get off the island and come back again. And Eventually, we found this deal, and because it was a private charter, you didn't pay the uh, departure tax, and that cut the cost of the ticket to about 25% of everything else. So we were like, yeah, package holiday, no departure tax. What was really funny about it was that the package included the flights and the accommodation, but it didn't include any of the activities. So the activities were add-ons. So, of course, we didn't do any of those because some of the activities were like, 20 bucks for a transport transfer to the local shopping center, which you could get to for 50 cents by bus. So (laughs) we didn't do any of those things. Yeah, if you are going to do that, you want to book as far in advance as possible to secure the best deals and look out for things that coincide with your interests Mm -hmm. or with 
if the price is right, just with places you would never otherwise go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Simon and Katie have been to all be sorts of crazy places yeah. just because they happen to be available for the dates that they were available. Yeah, and just like they've got BA Holidays, which seems perfect out of London, there's probably a good site or service out of an airport near you. But some of the places that we've seen, great deals when it comes to this kind of thing, include Secret Flying. Mm-hmm. They've got special deals and they've also got air affairs, which mm-hmm. is when an airline accidentally publishes the wrong price for a flight. So uh-huh. sometimes a comma or a something slips, you know, a decimal point just gets shifted and instead of being five grand, flights get listed for five dollars. Yeah, or maybe they they release business class seats at economy fairs or something like that. But yeah, they often have special deals. But your favorite airline or your local travel agent might have packages that will suit you. So sign up for any email newsletters or something like that to to make sure you're on top of the news. Yeah, and one of our favorite sites for looking at flights and getting quick comparisons is Skyscanner. And they have this feature called Explore. So it allows you just to plug in where you're going from and then go, eh. Everywhere. (laughs) I want to go anywhere Mm -hmm. next month sometime. Yeah. And so that's going to give you the most amazing prices because you're basically saying, I don't care where I go and I don't care where when I go, mm-hmm. just get me out of here. Usually you have to put in your dates, so it'll tell you what the best option for those dates are. Yeah, but your dates can be like between October and November. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Another thing you can consider doing is if you've got your destination, but it's kind of far away, you might be able to include a stopover. So we quite often do that because we often travel from New Zealand to Europe, which is a very long way. And there are so many different ways we can get there in terms of flights. So in this case, we're flying, I think we flew from Auckland to Brisbane to Dubai to Prague. But on the way back, we're going via Shanghai. And we thought, well, why not have a couple of days in Shanghai? And we kind of chose those flights because we've never been to China. And this is a chance for us to go there. So that's something to consider as well. If your destination has a logical stopping point on the way, maybe you can have two destinations. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our, I think it's about 36 hours Mm -hmm. in Shanghai. I've been checking out all of the blog posts with like one day itineraries in Shanghai. Yeah, I told Craig that he had to do the travel planning for this one because I was so kind of snowed under with all of my work for my course. So I said, this trip, that's you, because it's usually me who does most of the travel planning. So yeah, are you enjoying that? Uh, No. And I wonder if you'll enjoy the trip I've put together, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. (laughs) A final and maybe most important point when it comes to planning a travel destination is to follow your heart. (laughs) Wow, that's cheesy. But, I mean, you do like cheese, right? So Yeah, love the cheese. Actually, the cheese here in Prague is really good. We've been eating quite a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. So follow your passion because our first point was to go somewhere that you've always wanted to go. But sometimes that's not the right thing. Sometimes the thing to do is to go to the place that's got your attention right here, right now. But also sometimes, it. But also sometimes it's not that there's a place you want to go. There's a thing you want to do. Right. So maybe you really want to drink beer. Maybe you love beer. So you can go to Prague, for example, or maybe Germany. Maybe you really love Lord of the Rings. Okay. So it's logical to go to New Zealand. Maybe you just love tango dancing. So you should go to Argentina. So that's the kind of thing I mean. Like if you're, if there's something you love, think about where you can do that thing or where you can experience that thing. 
Definitely, definitely. I think that that's been most true for us around the idea of hiking. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I think with that, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. Sometimes we're in a place for a while, and so we feel the need to go and hike somewhere nearby. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's the hiking opportunities that draw us and get us looking in that direction mm -hmm. in the first place. Yeah, I remember when we were in Scotland a while ago, we heard about the West Highland Way. No, actually, we were in London, and we decided to travel to Scotland to do the West Highland Way because we'd heard about it and we thought we really wanted to do it. And similarly with the Camino, you heard about the Camino and like, we have to do it. So we've traveled to Spain to walk and we've been back several times since then because we really love it. Yeah, yeah. And and that trip to Spain introduced us to Spanish for the first time. Mm. And we finally, we'd been traveling around Europe going, it's so silly that we're like stuck with one language, this yeah. whole monolinguistic thing. Not it cool. sucks, <laughs> sucks. And so we were we were trying to find a language, and we both had some basis in French from high school. So we tried that, but we never really yeah, looked at a bit of German. But when we got into Spain, we're like, ah, this is the language mm -hmm. that's taken us to South America following that passion. Yeah, and in fact, I think because we – well, because I fell in love with Spanish – We've traveled heaps to go back and spend more time in Spanish-speaking countries. So we've, we've spent quite a lot of time in South America. We keep going back to Spain. And and then now that we've spent so much time in Spain, we also love a lot of other things about Spain, like the food and the people. And, yeah, so there's that. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't work out. I remember we planned a trip to Portugal so that I could learn surfing. Uh -huh. And uh, our friend Janine and I spent three days at surf camp I came out of the end of it. I managed to stand up on a surfboard for a grand total of about 15 seconds <laughs> over the three days. I was like, right, that was a, an investment in learning that I'm no good at surfing. <laughs> <laughs> that effectively killed your love of surfing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still like the aesthetics of it. Uh -huh. It's just the lack of flexibility. It's a problem. So we've chosen destinations for all of these reasons and more. It's never one-dimensional. It's never just a simple thing. There's always so much going on. Yeah, I mean, some reasons are a bit more valid than others. Like, you know, one time I chose to travel to do a master's degree, and quite a lot of times we've gone, oh, we've never been there. Let's go there. <laughs> Which I think <laughs> so is a very true. good a good reason for traveling, personally. Yeah, yeah. So we've really regretted a choice we've made. So I guess the most important thing is not to overthink it. Yeah. Relax, go, have fun, and start planning the next adventure. Yeah, I need to go and start planning our next adventure and book some accommodation for this hike that we're going on starting in a couple of days. Uh -huh, that'll be so much fun. I guess the next time we'll be talking to everyone, we'll have bounced from Prague up to the UK, down to Shanghai, back to Auckland, New Zealand. So looking forward to telling you some of those stories. But that's us for this week. Until next time, travel well.